thank you for another day's journey. We bless you for the privilege of being able to stand in your house one more time. Thank you for those who are tuning in. We thank you for this sacred time, the time that we get to commune with you, that we get to come together in fellowship, in concert, and to be able to affirm our love for you. And as we meet this morning for this time of worship, I thank you that you're going to move on the hearts of your people in a mighty way. I ask now that you would strengthen me. I understand that without you, I am nothing. And so as you have been with me so many times before, God, I want you to stand up in me once again. I ask that you would speak through my mouth that people may hear your word and at the end of the day that you may be glorified. Let this word fall on good ground that it might take root and do the hearers good. You said that one would plant and another would water but only you give the increase. And I'm thanking you in advance that seeds are going to be planted, seeds are going to be watered and increase is going to be given. In this place, I give you praise, honor, and glory. In the matchless name of Jesus, we pray. All of God's people said, amen. Luke chapter 6, beginning at verse 6. And it came to pass also on another Sabbath that he entered into the synagogue and taught. And there was a man whose right hand was withered. And the scribes and the Pharisees watched him whether he would heal on the Sabbath day that they might find accusation against him. But he knew their thoughts and said to the man which had the withered hand, rise up and stand forth in the midst. And he arose and stood forth. Then said Jesus unto him, uh, or unto them, I will ask you one thing. Is it lawful on the Sabbath days to do good or to do evil, to save a life or to destroy it? And looking round about upon them all, he said unto the man, stretch forth thy hand. And he did so. And the hand was restored as uh, whole as the other. I want to talk this morning about the God of restoration. I want to talk about the God of restoration. I want to announce this morning that our God, Yahweh, is the God of restoration. To restore is to repair a thing. It is to cause the thing to return to its previous state or in most cases a better state. Uh, it is to uh, return a thing to its intended state or purpose. Uh, some of the synonyms, uh, those things that mean the same uh, are similar or uh, are words like fix or mend or heal or renew. 
Uh, it is to fix, to mend, to heal, to renew, to repair, or to rebuild. I want to let you know all of those things I mentioned is what God is able to do in the lives of those who come to him. He is indeed the God of restoration. Uh, what I want to tell you today is that one of the greatest truths about God is that he can restore. When your life has been battered by a rough season, the Lord stands ready to restore. When, when areas of your life are not properly regulated, I want you to know that God is able to restore. When it seems that your life has been ruined, God can restore when, when it seems like you have a situation that is beyond repair I want you to know that God can restore our God is the God of restoration God specializes in restoration see see I need you to hear me I said God specializes in restorations and no you may not have told any Anybody that you need one or a couple and some of us need multiple restorations but I want you to know that you in the right place and you're serving if he's Yahweh the right God because he is the God of restoration uh, yeah, God owns the restoration. Uh, there is no mess that the Lord cannot mend. There is nothing so ruined that the Lord cannot reveal. Your situation is not so ragged that the Lord cannot repair it. He is the God of restoration. Now, I want to look at Luke chapter 6, verses 6 through 11 or 6 through 10, and I want to uh, leave you several points from this text. Uh, point number one, I want to tell you that one of the chief ways that God restores our lives is through the sound teaching of his word that one of the chief ways God restores our lives is through the sound teaching of his word one of the chief ways that God restores our lives is through the sound teaching of his word let me tell you something I don't care how tough times get you always need to remain teachable come on I'm here to tell you no matter how tough it gets remain teachable God uses his word to teach us and when he teaches us through that teaching our lives are being repaired our lives are being transformed our lives are being recovered our lives are being rebuilt our lives are being restored here it is in the text the Bible talks to us here in Luke chapter 6 and it tells us about Jesus it tells us that Jesus is at the synagogue he is at the Jewish center of learning he is at the place of teaching he is at the place where instruction goes forward this is important to me because Jesus comes to the place of teaching and worship and the text says of Jesus here in Luke 6 
6, uh, that, 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 that Luke 6 and 6, that on this other day, in the, uh, on the Sabbath day, that he enters into the synagogue and it says that Jesus taught the people. Now, now I need you to understand here, Jesus has the people before him. And, and I want you to see this because uh, what does Jesus do when he gets a crowd? Come on here, this is a good question here. What does Jesus do when he has an audience? Uh, when you look at the life of Jesus, whenever he had an audience, and I'm not just talking about this text, but I challenge you to go back and look through the Holy Ritual look through the accounts of the gospel and see what Jesus did when he had an audience when Jesus had an audience he taught them oh yeah he worked miracles but he taught the people he wanted to give them sound instruction so that they could know how to live and this is what I'm telling you here the Jewish synagogue was a place of learning and the word had gone out already that there would be a teacher coming to town. Now, now I need you to get this here because when you start talking about the visiting rabbis that would come to the synagogue and teach, the word would go out through the week uh, in the community about what rabbi would be teaching on the Sabbath. So it went out, the word was clear that Jesus would be teaching in the synagogue. Everybody in the region had been informed that Jesus would be there and when he got there come on here he taught the people the word of God let me tell you this is one of the reasons why we gather we need the word of God like a baby needs milk we need the word of God come on here the word of God is life the word of God is truth and the truth of God is transformational I've come today to tell us never forget why we gather. We need the word of God. Don't let anything contaminate the reason you come to church. Come on, those of you tuning in, you know, don't let nothing get in the way of why you're here. Come on here. And you know, the enemy has a way of, 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 of making us focus on other things rather than the main thing. But let me tell you something here. This is a word of advice. Keep the main thing the main thing. I said last week, don't major in the minor. We don't have time for that in this hour. We need the word of God. Jesus taught them in the synagogue. He did not waste time. He taught them. Teaching is important to Jesus. Come on here because you cannot practice what you have not learned. You cannot have faith for what you do not know. So that when you get teaching and instruction, it will lead to repairing your life come on here in fact it is the will of God that you learn his word come on we need the word of God so we can know how to walk we need the word of the Lord so we can know how to live come on here a life without the word of God will be weak so I get the word of the Lord in me because his word is good to me Oh, come on here. Even that which comes by way of correction and rebuke is good to me because it's helping me to get back on the path of blessing. And so God only corrects me because he really wants to bless me. 
so he restores us through his word. He says, my word heals all of their diseases. My word heals all of their afflictions. And so this is important here. The Bible says that Jesus comes to the synagogue on another Sabbath day. And when he gets the people together, he teaches them. Come on. So, so this is something I need to be taught. I don't, I don't come to be entertained. Come on here, you know, because we turn it into all kinds of stuff. This is not time for flesh to be on display. Amen. Praise God. This is not time for a show. Amen. Praise God. People need the word. Oh, the devils I'm fighting. I need the word of God. I need something stable, something solid, something fixed. Come on here so that when I leave this place, I can be victorious. Secondly, number two, do not be ashamed to come into the presence of the Lord with your problems. Come on, because you know some people, they, they have stuff going on and they start, you know, moving back. Come on, the, the enemy wants you to think that God won't receive you in a broken place, but he's a liar. I love the text here because the text shows me something that in the midst of the synagogue, in the midst of the place where Jesus is teaching, there is a man present who has a withered hand. Dried up. He is now seated in the synagogue with the withered hand. The man's hand is not working. It's not functioning. It's disfigured. It's dried up. However, the text says that he's in the synagogue. <laughs> he's got something not perfect, but he's in there. He is now in the synagogue and more importantly, Jesus is there. He is in the presence of Jesus. Come on, I need you to get this here. The thing he's got is not properly functioning. The thing he's got is dry. The thing he's got is disfigured. But the man shows up at the synagogue. See, this is clear in the text. When you have a problem, don't start running from God's presence. See, even with your problems, you ought to press into God's presence. See, see, even with this man's handicap, he was determined to hear what thus saith the Lord. And I love this about the text because when you look at it, you see a man here that does not let his issue get in the way of him receiving from God. And you know what? Sometimes the enemy tries to, 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 to grab us with shame so that we do not get what God has for us. But I'm so glad that your life doesn't have to be perfect to come to God. 
Let me say that again. I said, I'm so glad that your life does not have to be perfect to come to God. Come on here. The truth is, we all come with one handicap or another. Don't you thank God that you don't have to be perfect to approach him? Thank God, hallelujah, that you can come to him. You can come broken. You can come hurting. You can come wounded. Come on, you can come with issues. You can come with problems. You can come with situations that are in disrepair. But even on our worst day, the Lord welcomes us. So, so this is beautiful to me because wherever we are experiencing brokenness, God invites us to bring it. Come on, you know, who, who really invites the broken one? Don't bring me that mess. Come on, y'all know how we can get now. You don't, you don't go in the store and select the broken one. Come on here. You, you hardly will pick up something broke even with a discount. But here we have a God who says, bring me the broken one. Lord have mercy. Come on here. See, see, some of you, if you would just let the Lord bless you, I'm here to tell you that you don't have to hide your brokenness. All you got to do is come to God. He says, bring me the broken one. I'll take the broken one and bless it. I'll take the broken one and breathe on it. I'll take the broken one and do something beautiful with it. Somebody give him praise, honor, and glory right there. Don't be ashamed to come into the presence of the Lord because you've got issues. He's the God of restoration. I don't care what you're going through. You can come to God. Come on. You don't have to hide. Come on here because uh, God is ready to help you. And you know, it's amazing because most of the time, it's not that we're really hiding from God. We're hiding from the people, hiding from people just like us. Hiding from, come on here. You ain't the only one broken. Bring it damaged because God is well able to deliver. I love this text and I love the man in the text. He's a champion to me because he didn't let his problem stop him from being in his rightful place. So what you come here like that for? Because I belong here. Come on, some folk act like it's their house. This God house. And God says, I welcome the broken. He that cometh unto me, I will in no way cast him out. Somebody give him praise right there. The man in the text came to the presence of God. And let me tell you something here. We belong in the presence of God. God's presence is my rightful place. God's presence is everything to his people. And let nothing keep you away from the presence of God. Don't let your handicaps keep you away from God's house. 
Come on, I thank God for those of you who are present this morning. I thank God for those of you who are tuning in. You don't let tough times keep you from tuning in. Come on, hear the devil and say, don't listen this morning. But I want you to know, amen, praise God, there is peace for you in the presence of God. There is prosperity for you in the presence of God. And that's why the devil tries to keep you away from it. Because when you get in God's presence, anything can happen. When you get in God's presence, anything is possible. Somebody give God a shout right there. So God's house is a, is a spiritual hospital. When your life is in disaster, God says you can bring it to me. Come on here. Your disaster, God can deliver. And this is what I'm telling you here. I don't care what you got going on. Don't stop bringing it to God. Come on here. That man's hand is withered. Amen. He did whatever he had to do to it and brought it. Come on here. See, bring it. Keep bringing it. Keep bringing it. Come on here. You bring it. God going to bless it. See, the man had something that was not properly functioning, but he never stopped being faithful. Come on, how many people stop being faithful because something's not properly functioning? This man kept on showing up. Oh, come on here. And see, you got to keep showing up. I don't care how bad it gets. You got you to gotta tune out everything and keep tuning into God's word. It'll transform you. You got to make getting into God's presence a top priority. It will change your life. See, see, this is something here. Be in place. Come on here. And you would be surprised at what God would do for you. Bring it. Number three, don't let your issues in life make you forget your identity in the Lord. Don't let your issues in life make you forget your identity in the Lord. Well, well, the text is clear because the man in this text is in church. He's in the synagogue. He's in the presence of the Lord. But the text tells us something about this man that we should not overlook. What the text tells us is that the man has a withered right hand. Come on, Mark talks about this. Matthew talks about this. We know from Matthew and Mark that the man had a withered hand, but it takes Dr. Luke to tell us which hand it was. He had a withered right hand. Well, Luke is clear in telling us about this right hand because the man that Christ healed has a withered right hand. See now, I love the accuracy that Luke gives here because he understands what the right hand meant. Uh, that, that most people saw the right hand as the important hand. It was the hand needed to work. It was the likely hand. It was the hand that would get you hired. You needed the right right hand to be functioning now in the Jewish world the right hand was the hand of power the right hand was the hand of strength and the man has lost function in his right 
hand. He's got a right hand problem. And the question is, what does this mean? It means that they say, look, we can't hire him. His right hand is not functioning. Oh, come on here. See, in the Jewish world, when your right hand went out, you went out. Come on here. I'm, I'm trying to come get somebody. When your right hand was no good, you were no good. When your right hand was jacked up, you were jacked up. They looked at his condition. And you've got to understand, in the world that he's in, they see him as useless now. He has no value. He is not usable. His right hand does not any longer work. Come on here, but can I tell you, I don't need Amen. Praise God, everybody to approve me. Come on here. When God's got his hand on me. See, this is something here. This is why you got to know God for yourself. Because people will shift on you according to your situation. Come on, that's some people. You peaches and cream long as you riding high. And I've seen this well, that some people are good. Come on here. We view some people as good until they can't do anything else for us. Let them get sick. Come on here. We don't say it, but we treat them like throwaways. Come on here. It's easy to look at somebody's tough season and treat them like trash. Oh, but this is what I'm coming to tell you here. Even though they rejected him, God received him. And let me tell you something. What men reject, God can restore. Lift your hands and give him praise. Lift your hands and give him glory. Lift your hands and give him honor right there. This is what I've come to tell you. Don't let your issue make you forget your identity come on here and give God praise see people will try to define you by your issue yeah they will but this is what I'm glad about what people ridicule God can restore See, a lot of y'all don't understand this unless you've really been down. And I know what it means to be down. I know what it means to be, amen, praise God, the source of other people ridicule. Oh, come on here. When, when the enemy comes in and tries to hit your life, and sometimes it's because you're doing the will of God that the enemy tries to make a mockery of your life. And I know what it's like. Come on here to be knocked down to the ground. Come on here to be made a public spectacle of. But let me tell you something here. It doesn't matter what they say about you. You don't forget what God has already said about you. Come on here. When you know who you are, in God you can get through anything do I have anybody in here that will give God a shout of praise right there see people will try to define you by what's wrong with you by what's not right in your life people will try to define you by what they deem to be dysfunctional people come on here will try to look down 
down on you. Come on here. Because you're in a low place. Oh, but let me tell you something. No doubt this man knows what it feels like to have people to define him because of his dysfunctional left right hand. Oh, but I love this here. My issue does not determine my identity. I dare you to look at somebody tell them your issue does not determine your identity. Only God can do that. My issue does not determine my identity. My identity and your identity, your identity comes from God and don't you forget it. Stop walking around people looking for definition. Come on here. People talk about they made you and all that foolishness. They act like you ain't tasted no bread before you met them. Your identity comes from God. You're not defined by your struggle. Your, your, your worth is not determined by your warfare. Come on here. You don't let your condition make you forget your God-ordained position. Come on here. You are greater than what you are going through. Your challenges do not change the fact that you are more than a conqueror. Do you hear what I'm saying? I don't care what they say. Don't you ever forget who you are in God. They may call you out of your name, but don't you forget that God says you are somebody. Come on here. You are who God says you are, and that settles it. Now this is something because some days I don't feel like what God said I am. But I remember it's just a feeling. Come on, you don't always feel it, but feelings change. Feelings fluctuate. Come on here, but not the truth. When your feelings are not stable, the truth does not change. Come on here. Your feelings may be unstable, but the truth is not. You are still who God says you are. And sometimes your circumstances don't seem to match who God says you are. But guess what? They're only temporary. I am somebody because God says so and he can't lie. Hard seasons have no power to change what God has said about me. I need somebody to grab this here. I may be go through many things, but guess what? None of them have power to change what God has said about me come on here God knows who I am and he can't lie so my definition comes from God come on I've been through so many things but none of them define who I am come on because you don't know what next week gonna bring but whatever it bring, it don't change what God said about me. Come on, lift your hand and say, I am who God says I am. 
Come on and say that settles it. You don't have to keep defending your identity to people who didn't create you. Come on. You want to know your identity? Go to the one who created you. God has the legitimate right to give me identity because he created me. Oh, come on here. And I'm not going to let anything that didn't create me define me. Do you hear what I'm saying here? See, the blessing is this. I don't care what you have going on. You matter to God. And nothing or no one ascribes worth to you but God. Don't let their vain words make you forget you're valuable to God. Lift your hands and say, I matter to God. Come on, say, I'm valuable to God. I don't care what you got going on I said you matter to God and the blessing is even with your handicaps he's still using you ain't nobody being used without a handicap or two so what do you do and they're trying to put all of this on you because you're going through a tough season. See, see, this is what you do. If you don't know, find out who you are according to the word of God. Stop listening to so much vain babbling and get grounded in your Bible. Come on. And this is what I'm telling you. Why they're ranting and rambling God's gonna be restoring oh come on here come on see this is something here some things you don't even have to try to answer come on here cause God's gonna do it when he restores you come on here there's some people that put their mouths on come on here people that God is getting ready to perform a miracle for come on here and it's when God performs the miracle it'll handle their mouths somebody give him praise right there I need you to lift your hands right there and say he's a God of restoration he is the God of restoration lift your hands and give him praise right there refuse every lie of the enemy concerning your identity you are somebody in God somebody give God a praise right there right hand gone they say he's gone right hand no good they say he no good and so it doesn't matter what they say what matters is what God has already said get in the book and find out who you are and when you find it out don't let anything move you from it the next one is this all of us have areas that need the Lord's touch this text is powerful to me because his right hand is withered uh, but, but, but the suggestion of the right hand being withered says something else to me it says that he's got a left side also 
His right hand is hurting. One side uh, uh, is hurting, but he's got a good side. Come on here. The text uh, implies to us he's got a good side. But, but, but guess what here? He's got one side doing good and the other side not doing so well. Come on. One side is flowing nicely and the other side is not functioning properly. And this is it right here. So we sing and pray and preach and attend church the truth is that all of us are walking with two different sides you got a left side and a right side and this is what the saints won't confess we got two sides in here dancing with two sides Lord have mercy in here waving our hand with two sides come on here there is a left side and a right side there is a side that's doing well a side that we love to talk about a side that we love to show a side that we love to post on Facebook a side we love for everybody to see come on here that's the side we love to put out there but the truth is behind the robes and behind the outfits and behind the garments we've got two sides I need somebody to grab this here there are areas in our lives that are functioning well and then there's some places in our lives that are not doing so well come on here but don't you thank God that you're still able to make it to the house with two sides if they knew only knew what you were praising God through they'd help you out I wish I had somebody in here cause see the truth is you're in here this morning and you love God for real cause you came in here with two sides there's some things doing well and some things not so well there's some things that you seem to be flourishing uh, flourishing in and there's some things that seem to be failing but guess what I'm here to announce the God of restoration somebody give him praise right there all of us in here today virtually and physically can use a touch from God somebody give God a praise right there everybody in here even though you got some things so delightful there's some also some things dried up there's also some things not proper functioning properly some things are on their last leg some things look like they're in disrepair but I've come to tell you God is about to perform a radical restoration I need somebody to grab it and give God a praise I need somebody to grab this real quick I said a radical restoration I said a radical restoration what God is getting ready to do is going to be remarkable lift your head open your mouth he's visiting your dry places he's visiting your down spots he's visiting your rough areas he's visiting the places in your life that have not been producing I need somebody to grab it in the Holy Ghost right there come on hit the places where it seems like everything has not been functioning no longer working like they've been designed 
to. Guess what? God is getting ready to blow on some stuff that's been out of commission. I need a praiser to lift your hands right there and say, God, restore it. Lift your hands right there and declare him the God of restoration. You've been wounded, but he's the God of restoration. You've been hit, but he's the God of restoration. I want somebody to grab it in the Holy Ghost this morning. God, I feel it right here. Restoration is coming for you. Lift your hand. Open your mouth. The dry places are about to be refreshed. The lifeless places are about to be resurrected. He is the God of restoration. Some of you in here, it's a physical challenge. Something hitting your body. Some of you in here, it's a withered relationship. Maybe it's a severely damaged relationship. Maybe it's your daughter. Maybe it's your son. Maybe it's multiple children. Maybe it's a grandchild. Maybe it's financial. Maybe it's mental. Maybe it's emotional. But I dare you to lift your head. Somebody holler. The God of restoration. The God of restoration. The God of restoration. He's walking through Philippi. He's walking through the virtual sanctuary. Lift your head. Open your mouth and give praise to the God of restoration. I dare you to put something on it right there. He's restoring in your house. He's restoring children. He's restoring sons and daughters. He's restoring grandchildren. Lift your head and praise him. He's the God of restoration. I need somebody to put 20 seconds right there for the God of restoration. withered and the devil wants to discourage us because of our dry places but don't allow it I've got some things that are withered but I got a savior who's still willing come on look at somebody tell them it's withered but God is still willing Come on here, tell them it's wrecked, but God can still repair it. Oh, come on here. It's in a mess now, but God can still mend it. It's severely hurt, but God can still heal it. I need a praiser here. That'll just lift your hands right here. This is declaring over your house. My God is the God of restoration. My daughter gonna know it. My son gonna know it. My grandchildren gonna know it. My body gonna know it. My ministry gonna know it. My finances are going to know it. There's about to be an introduction in a fresh way to the God uh, of the God 
of restoration. Somebody give God a praise right there. Whatever has been your reproach, God is going to restore. You come to the right place at the right time. If you got the faith, God's got the miracle. God, I feel the Holy Ghost. Somebody holler the God of restoration. Now holler, he's mine, he's mine, he's mine, he's mine. Come on here. You want the restoration schedule. What the devil meant for your bad. God's getting ready to use it for your good. And I'm here to tell you, the devil wanted them to see the wreckage. But God's going to show them the restoration. And there's some people who laughed at the wreckage. But God's getting ready to show them the restoration. You better give God a shout of praise right there. God knows how to build a platform off your broken places. God can use your broken places as a platform to show how great he is. And that's what I'm telling you here. There's a reason the devil couldn't kill you. With all that wreckage, how did you survive? With all you've been through, how are you still standing? It's because God is not through with you yet. He's ready to restore. Somebody give God a shout right there. I said God is ready to restore. Somebody put a praise on it right there. He's the God of restoration. He's the God of restoration. You hear me, Philippi? He is the God of restoration. You hear me, virtual sanctuary? He is the God of restoration. Get ready. You have been scheduled for restoration. I don't know what the broken places in your life are, but I dare you to call just a few between you and God. Come on here. Say he's the God of restoration. And whatever's broken, I want you to say, and they getting ready to know it. Come on here. Come on. He's the God of restoration. And my daughter getting ready to know it. He's the God of restoration. Some of y'all been sick in your body, but my, my body is getting ready to know it. God's getting ready to manifest himself according to who he is. And in this hour, you're about to witness the God of restoration. Now, I want you to just take a minute right there and say he's the God of restoration. And whatever's broken in your life, say whatever that thing is, getting ready to know it. On, you got a few more call that thing out call that thing out he's the god of restoration my house getting ready to know it my marriage getting ready to know it my mind getting ready to know it my 
body getting ready to know it. My grandchild getting ready to know it. Lift your hands right there and put a praise on it. God's about to manifest in your life as the God of restoration. As the God of restoration. The devil's been on a rampage, but get ready for the God of restoration. The enemy's been ruthless, but get ready for the entrance of the God of restoration. Restore, 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 restore the damage. Restore the wreckage. Restore the ruin. Restore the rubbish. Restore. He is the God of restoration. Hear me here. Lift your hand. Be restored. Praise your God. Be restored. Cry out to him and be restored. He's the God of restoration. God, I feel it right there. Grab it, grab it, grab it. 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 Grab it. Your whole house is about to witness the God of restoration. You have sown in tears, but you shall reap in joy. He's the God. He's the God. He's the God. He's the God of restoration. Back up, devil. He's the God of restoration. Get out, sickness. He's the God of restoration. Every lying devil be dismissed. He's the God of restoration. And your ladder, and your ladder, and your ladder, and your ladder shall be greater than your beginning. For the praise right there. The God of restoration is in the house, in your house, in your business, in your affairs. He's the God. I dare you to put a praise on it. joy and victory O Zion he is the God of restoration he said tell my daughter I'm getting ready to pay you a visit tell my sons I'm setting things right What's been broken, what's been bruised, I'm putting it back. I'm the God of restoration.
I said, your wreckage is about to see a restoration. That pile of rubbish. Is about to witness a restoration. And I'm dropped in to tell you, you on the schedule. Your name is on the restoration list. God, I feel the Holy Ghost here. That's why they couldn't kill you. That's why the devil couldn't get rid of you. That's why he couldn't take you all the way out. That's why the enemy couldn't finish the job. You've been on the list for restoration. It's got your name on it. You are getting ready to experience a visitation from the God of restoration. Everybody that received that, put a praise on it. Don't play with this. There's a victory on this praise. There's a, there's a victory on this one. Oh. God's getting ready to restore your right hand. God's getting ready to repair your dry places. God's getting ready to breathe new life on everything that's been dead. Lift your head. He's the God of restoration. All of the waste places, all of the desolate places, all of the dry places, God's about to revive for his glory. He is the God of restoration. Get ready for a restoration. Get ready for a restoration. Get ready for a restoration. It's gonna be a radical restoration. It's gonna be a remarkable restoration. Somebody rejoice for a restoration with your name on it. Lift your head, open your mouth. He's the God of restoration. He's the God of restoration. He's the God of restoration. Tell that dry place. He's the God of restoration. Tell that broken place. He's the God of restoration. Tell those ruins. He's the God of restoration. Tell that rubbish. He's the God of restoration. And my son gonna know it. And my daughter gonna know it. And my body gonna know it. And my mind gonna know it. And my finance gonna know it. And my ministry gonna know it. It's about to manifest the God of restoration. Lift your head. Open your mouth and give your God a shout right there. Restoration is your portion. Restoration is your bread. 
somebody praising. Eat from the table of God's restoration. Lift your head and for your shame you shall have double. Lift your head. He's the God. This is it. He's the God of restoration. Now, now this is the thing. The enemy is hoping. This is the next one. The enemy is hoping that you'll surrender your hope. But I dare you to look at somebody and tell them, don't do it. Now I need you to prophesy to somebody tell them something good is about to happen. Hold on to your hope. What is it that hell wants? Hell wants your hope. But don't stop hoping. God's about to do a big work for you. It's something big coming down the pipeline. God is about to make your naysayers look bad. God is about to make what the devil did look like penis. You better hear me here. Don't stop hoping. Your hope is not in vain. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood in righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name, on Christ, the solid rock I stand, all other, all other, all other, all other crowns is sinking sand. Lift your hand, open your mouth, tell the devil I still got hope. I've been hit, but I still got hope. Walk through hell, but I still got hope. Encountered hurt, but I still got hope. Lift your hand. I'm looking for something good to come out of this. There shall be glory. There shall be glory. There shall be glory after this. Oh, oh, oh. You've seen the before. Now God get ready to demonstrate the after. Glory after this. Glory. The enemy wants your hope. What is hope? Hope is the expectation of good. Hope says that no matter what happens, somehow God's going to pull something good out of this.
I love this man because he has hope. I know he has hope because he's still in the house. His service hand has been hit, but he still got hope. He's going through warfare, but he's still determined to worship. Come on here. And see, this is what I'm telling you. When, 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 you are, uh, when you're going through warfare, don't surrender your worship. Because when you worship, that's a signal to the enemy you're still winning. So the enemy is hoping that when he hits something important to you, when he hits your right hand, that you'll lose hope. For the man to look and say, my right hand is going well, I can't work no more, I, can't, I ain't nobody. He's hoping that if he hits your right hand, you'll lose hope. But the man doesn't lose hope. Come on here, because the enemy is hoping that he can break your spirit, but, but you got to let him know it's not going down like that. Come on here. See, see, the devil's hoping that you'll be defeated about your situation, because if the devil can get you to be defeated, you'll prophesy your own doom. Because hopelessness has a way of taking over your mouth. It's over for me. I'm gone. It's too far gone. I just don't see it. But this man has maintained a sense of hope that despite his warfare, he keeps on worshiping. Come on here. This is something here because I don't care how gloomy it gets. Never forget that God's going to do something good. Come on here. That's hope. Hope says somehow, some way, God's going to bring something good out of this. Hope will allow you to walk through a living hell. When you hope, come on, that's already half the battle. I was damaged, but I'm not destroyed. I was wounded, but I'm still winning. I was shaken, but I have not been shattered. I still have hope. This is it here. When God makes up his mind, this is the next one. When God makes up his mind to bless you, nothing or nobody can stop him. The text says the man is there with his withered hand, but the scribes and the Pharisees, the religious order, they're there and they knew the man was there and they sat and watched to see what Jesus would do, whether he would heal the man on the Sabbath day. They didn't believe that such work was permitted on the Sabbath day. They didn't think it was the right time for the man to receive from God. I'm so glad that God doesn't let others determine what I can receive from him. Come on here. I'm so glad they ain't on the committee to determine what I can receive from God. See, see, this is something here because God is getting ready to do something for him. Jesus knew their thoughts and he said to the man, rise up and stand forth. Now, this is something here because a part of me could veer off here because I'm blessed by the fact that Jesus calls a man to stand up front with a handicap. So how he get up there with that? Because he called me. 
Chosen with a handicap. I'm going to preach that. Let me move with this text quickly though. And he said this here. That, that, that uh, I'm getting ready to do something for. And, and, and the Pharisees and the scribes. They run in their mouth. Rambling and ranting and going on. Come on here. But, but, but guess what? This is important here. Because see, see. Some folk don't want you to have it. But God's going to help you anyway. Come on here. You let them talk. God is going to restore. Come on. Their mouths can't stop what God has ordained for you. Come on here. You have an appointment with the God of restoration in all the years that the locusts have eaten and the canker worm and the caterpillar and the power worm. God said, I will restore. This is my last one and I'm closing. God is the master restorer. God is the master restorer. He, Jesus says to the man, come up here and stand up front. He's standing up there in the middle of everybody. He said, come over here and stand with me. He brought the handicapped man up and the handicapped man is standing up there and, and the scribes and Pharisees are still mad. Come on here. And Jesus calls him up. Folk are trying to figure out what's getting ready to happen and Jesus begins to look at the handicapped man after telling him to bring it up here. Stop hiding. Bring it to me. Bring it dry. Bring it with it. Anything connected to you that's broken, bring it to me. That which is hit, that which is afflicted, that which is attacked, bring it to me. You don't have to hide your withered side. It's all right that they know everything ain't peaches and cream. I don't know how they got time to talk about you. Come on, what about your right side? Jesus rebuked his enemies. He looked around at all of them as if to say, I can't be stopped. You may not like it, but I'm going to bless this man. He said to the man, between me and you, stretch forth your hand. He gave the man power in his word to do what was already impossible for the man. The man's hand was dry, but guess what? In, his, in the word of the Lord was the ability to do what the man could not normally do. The word of the Lord gave him faith to do something that he couldn't have done on his own. And the Bible says... When the man stretched out his hand right in front of the same folk that didn't want him to have it, God restored his hand. Whole. What do you mean whole? The word in the Greek is completely, thoroughly, totally, fully, nothing left out, nothing lacking, and nothing missing. That hand was hooked up. Well, Jesus is the master restorer. And I want you to hear me now. Because Jesus in Mark chapter 6 and verse 3 is called by his hometown, that carpenter. 
this is something here. Uh, he is the carpenter. They, they, they call him carpenter. The, the word is tekton in the Greek. Now, now, most of us, because we are not Greek scholars, we look at that and assume that Jesus was just a woodworker. But, but I need you to understand that the word tekton in the Greek was not just woodworker, but it was skilled worker. He was a contractor. He was a builder. Come on. The, the word tekton in the Greek is contractor, builder, engineer. See, y'all don't know this because they hadn't taught us this, but the specialty of Jesus before he started doing his ministry in Nazareth, he was tekton. He was, he was one who could do construction, one who could build. He was an engineer. He was, he was uh, carrying the specialty of designing, of building, and repairing. Come on here. There in, 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 in Nazareth, he was known as a tecton. He, he, he was the Lord. He could design like nobody could. Come on here. The Lord could build because that was what he did. That was his skill. And then he had the ability to repair. And can I tell you, ain't nothing changed. Just as he did in the natural, he can do it in the spiritual. He is, I want you to know, a builder. He is an engineer. I want you to know that he is is your contractor that God has the specialty to design to build and to repair the Lord can design your life like nobody can the Lord can build your life and bless it to be a blessing the Lord can look at your rough places and he can repair them as a natural man Jesus could fix it and as a spiritual man he can fix it I want you to know Jesus it's the one that can fix anything. Come on, in Nazareth, he was skilled at taking broken things and building them back up. And I've come to tell you that whatever's not functioning properly in your life, Jesus can fix it. Let me tell you, he can fix it. And ain't nothing changed. Jesus was the fix-it man in Galilee. And he's the fix-it man in Pitt County. He's the fixing man in Wilson County. He's the fixing man in you name the county. All over the world, Jesus is a fixer. Make no mistake about it. Jesus is the master fixer. He's a mind fixer. He's a heart fixer. He's a health fixer. He's a finance fixer. He's a job fixer. He's a son fixer. He's a daughter fixer. He's a grandchild fixer. He's a relationship fixer. He's a soul fixer. He's a lung fixer. He's a back fixer. He's a knee fixer. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Somebody holler fixer Jesus. Lift your head. He's the God of restoration. But one of the Greek words here, the word tecton, had another definition down there that blessed me. It said that tecton was an artisan who could take something that needed to be repaired, something that was dull 
and make it shine again. And can I tell you today, God's repairing your shine. Lift your head. Open your mouth. You're about to shine again. God's about to make that area shine again. That dull place is about to shine again. That broken place is about to shine again. Lift your head. The devil has tried to shut you down. But God is about to make your life shine again. Somebody receive it in the Holy Ghost. He's the God of restoration. I don't know what in your life needs to be fixed, but I know this. He's the God of restoration. Now somebody praising like restoration is hitting your house. Whenever you need a fixing, he's already on the case. He's the God of restoration. I'm done this morning, but I need a praise that'll seal it in the house. Come on, this imperative that you grab your praise. It's necessary that you grab your praise. He's the God of restoration. This praise is a location praise. It's saying to the Lord, over here, over here, over here, fix it, Jesus. Over here, repair it, Jesus. Over here, restore it, Jesus. Over here, rebuild it, Jesus. Over here, reconstitute it, Jesus. Over here, mend it, Jesus. Over here, do it, Lord. For your glory, make my life shine again. Make my dull places shine again. You are the engineer. You are the fixing man. God of restoration, breathe on me. Give me your touch. Do it, Lord. Do it, Lord. Do it, Lord. I hear the Lord saying, Be restored. Be restored. Be restored. Thoroughly restored. Completely restored. Holy restored. Yes, Lord. Praise Him right there. Right there. This is for your house. This is for your affairs. This is for your ministry. Somebody praising. He's the God of restoration. He's the God of restoration. He's the God of restoration. Now put your praise right there. I'm done. But you got to do this. Grab that praise and put it right there. Praise him like he's putting it back together. Praise him like he's restoring the wreckage. Praise him like he's rebuilding the rubbish. Praise him right there, right there. 
right there. Your whole house needs this praise. Your whole house needs this praise. Your broken place needs you to bless God. Lift your head. Open your mouth. Tecton is here. The engineer is here. The contractor is here. The repair man is here. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. He's got a fixing in his hand. He's got everything that you need. Fix it, Jesus. 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 While I'm praising you, fix it, Jesus. While I'm waving my hand, fix it, Jesus. He's the God of restoration. Somebody put two minutes on it right there for your whole house, for your whole ministry, for your daughter, for your son, for your finances for your health oh tecton is here tecton is here the contractor is here the engineer is here the repair man is here in the broken down places he's breathing on it in the desolate places he's doing new life give your god a shout right there you've got another minute to give God praise. The fixer is here. The fixer is here. The repair man is in the house. Fix it, Jesus. Hey, hey, hey. Fix it. Fix it. You're the God of restoration. Come on. 30 more seconds right there. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, press right there, press right there, press right there, press right there, press, 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 press. The repair man is in the house. The repair man is in the house. The repair man is in the house. He's the God of restoration. He's the God. Fix it, Jesus. in your dull places. The Lord said, I'm about to make them shine again. I am the one who takes dull things and make them vibrant again. And I'm going to fix it. I'm making it whole. I'm going to do it completely. I'm going to do it thoroughly. I said, God's going to fix it completely. God's going to fix it thoroughly. God's going to fix it absolutely. He said, I'm the God of restoration. And I'm not going to do it half done. People are going to know I've been through. I said, God is fixing it completely. God is fixing it thoroughly. And God is fixing it absolutely. 
I said, God is fixing it completely. God is fixing it thoroughly. And God is fixing it absolutely. In this hour, they shall call me the God of restoration. door places he said I'm going to make shine again the dry places will experience new life the desolate places will produce again and in that hour the people shall know me as the God of restoration doing it for your house he's doing it for your health he's doing it for your mind he's doing it for your ministry he's doing it for your children he's doing it for your grandchildren yes your seed shall witness the God restoration your labor is not in vain your prayers are not for naught you shall not die but live and with your own eyes you shall witness the God of restoration some of y'all got things you ain't told nobody. Got stuff you ain't even told your family. And by the time you tell it, you're going to be telling a testimony. Because what was once a problem, God has turned it into a praise report. Here's the God. of restoration I don't care what the doctor's report said he's the God I don't care what the prognosis and the diagnosis has been he is the God of restoration God specializes in restorations and you already scheduled for restoration Come on, lift your hand and say, he's the God of restoration. Come on, say, I receive, I receive, I receive. Come on, for all your broken places, for all your dry places, for all of the right side issues that are dried up, I receive divine restoration. As you have received it by faith, may it begin to unfold and may the testimonies start pouring in in the name of Jesus in the physical sanctuary and in the virtual sanctuary come on I'm believing in a flow of testimonies because of the God
of restoration. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. If there's one today.